labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Welcome to uh, Get Set for this first day of autumn, March the 1st. Of course, a big weekend of racing. And let's kick it off with uh, Flemington, of course, and uh, covering that meeting. As per usual, David Gately. Good morning, Gator. Thanks, Brownie. Yes, Coddy at Flemington. We need and it starts at race seven. And I think this is a pretty smart one in Estriella. I'd love to try a brilliant return win. Run the time to back it up. I think she can go on with it. Got to handle the straight, of course. Cabalas won a hot, hot form race. Uh, first run for this stable. That three wide in the Eskimo Prince. It's uh, beat them anyway. And had last week's impressive winner, Celestial Legend, behind him. He's a danger drawn out there to get some sort of control of this race. Lazago ran on well behind Estrella. Two and a half kilo swing helps. As does 1200. And Araboros is in the mix and in the quaddy. 8163. The Guineas, Group 1, Roof Rockets are pretty obvious. What an outstanding return win. He delete a uh, slowly run 1,000-metre sprint for Group 1 horses, and he was home amongst the best last 600 200 sectionals of the day. Uh, he had 59 and a half, so he comes back to set weights here, gets out to 1,600, and uh, looks uh, some sort of prospect. Snow Patrol had the back of the hot favourite and key rival in Southport Tycoon. He got by him. He was only first up. The other horse, of course, was second up, and he's just coming off a run testing V8, of course, is here. V8 then goes on to run well against the Group 1, uh, you know, older horses. So there's a good case there for Snow Patrol. If he continues to progress, he's a big danger to Riff Rocket and, and a better price. V8, King Colorado in the blinkers. Uh, they go in the quaddy. one eleven two three. The Blamey looks a good race for a tissue. She just ran off her feet first up in the All Stakes, 1400. She warmed up nicely. She beat all by Espiona second up last prep. Her mile record's outstanding. Ayrton gets a good trail here. She's run well in Group 1 level last Saturday phase. She just finds those elites a bit beyond him. Um, but, gee, he's uh, down to run well here for sure. Muramasa, lovely trial. Um, and uh, was a terrific winner first up last prep. And Macram and Carini, their form's intertwined. It goes in 2 5 4 8 14. The last, Aaron Bay was a really good return. He was back on wide. He still hit the line. He's on three or four second up this horse. Three gets tried well. Lounge Bar Ruby beat home Aaron Bay last start. Makes him three kilos better. And with six kilos, but six weeks between runs. A good case there. Bell Corsi has tried well. Long break though. And so risque. He's always competitive in these. So 4-11-5, 1 and 2. Now, best, we're going race five, number five, Moesha. I loved her return in the Kevin Haystakes. Back to the inside. I don't think it was the A ground. And the race rated highly. Race five, number five, Moesha Flemington, our best. Um, value, race ten, number four, Aaron Bay. For those reasons outlined. Best in Sydney. We're going race two, number three, our Kobe Sona can win again. Thanks, mate. No worries, David. Thank you. And just recapping that Flemington Quadrilla for you. Race seven, the first leg. Eight, one, six, and three. Race eight, it's one, eleven, two, and three in the Guineas. Race nine, the Blamey, two, five, four, eight, and fourteen. And race ten, four, eleven, five, one, and two. Best race five, number five, Moesha. Value race ten, number four. And the best at Randwick, race two, number three, our Kobe Sun.
Another big day at Eagle Farm coming up tomorrow and after all this uh, warm weather. Let's get the thoughts, of course, Michael Maxworthy. Good morning, uh, Maxie. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Andrew. Yep, tomorrow a big day at Eagle Farm for the annual Girls' Day out. So let's hope we can find them a few winners. Well, no doubt we will. And uh, I heard you mentioning on the breakfast uh, program earlier about, uh, I know it's not one of your selections, but uh, interesting runner race one, number two, Appellant. Yeah, she she is interesting. She's got a beautiful pedigree yeah. for George Altamonte, uh, trained by Lee Friedman. Didn't know what to make of her Bow Desert trial before she, she debuted there at Doombin, but uh, we, we certainly saw that day that she had an engine. She did everything right, very professional. I just think she might lead and be very hard to run down tomorrow, respecting uh, Stuart Kendrick's runner, in particular Enterprise Defence. Uh, number one, he's a cult by Divine Prophet. He's only had the two starts over the 1,200 here at Eagle Farm. Both thirds, both strong late. Um, so he's probably going to be the, the most likely challenger to appellant. Uh, but I just think she might be able to control things from the front there. All right, but the first of your selections in the following race, race two, following the Matthew Dunn stable. Yeah, Texas Fireball, the grey. He's bred to be a sprinter, this fellow. He's by Zoo Star and... He started his career naturally over the shorter trips, but it seems to be of late when Matt has stepped him up to 1,400 and beyond that he's, he's going much better. He won his Grafton Maiden. It was a super maiden, led one comfortably, and then he stepped him up to the 1,600, and he ran second behind Sharp Dazzler. Um, that was the race that Jungle Prince was the, the hot favourite in at eighty, and this guy... I thought um, was much better than Jungle Prince. Granted, Jungle Prince, whom opposes him again tomorrow, was going to this distance at only his second start, 1,600, and in his blinkers, he was a little bit too keen, so it was no surprise to see him uh, wilt over the final part. But, you know, he's going up to 1,835 metres. They have taken those blinkers off Jungle Prince, but I think at the prices, Jungle Prince odds on... This guy, last time I looked about $2.60, um, I thought he was the way to go. That's race two, number four, Texas Fireball, who should do everything right racing up on the speed. Race two, number four, and then again in the smallest field and following race, race three, you found one. Yeah, only a field of seven lining up here in this 1,000-metre dash. O'Day Hoisted have got three of the seven runners, and I'm going with one of theirs in fetch. Last time I looked, she was at $6 on tab, and I think that's a, a good price for her. Bear in mind there'll be no third dividend here, but I think the stable mate clearly looks the leader, Hold On Honey, and she might be able to sit behind Hold On Honey, may even be on the rails. I guess it all depends on what Celestial Soul does, who likes the lead as well. Celestial Soul has got the inside gate, Hold On Honey in gate two, where the Celestial Soul has got the, the speed these days here in town over the thousand to kick up, I'm not sure. Nevertheless, I think Fetch will sit just off the leader, hopefully relax, and I think she'll sprint quickly in the straight with only 53 kilos on her back. So that's race three, Eagle Farm tomorrow, number five, Fetch. Race three, number five. Then we go across the first leg of the quadrilla and a cold reporting. There has been some money here for your selection here. Race seven, number five, Triporti. Yeah, it'd be nice to get him up at around about $10 in the first leg of the quaddy. He's a former Victorian where he had reasonable form uh, back in november he was the length and three quarters behind jimmy star admitted he was up on pace making his own luck and jimmy star was back buried and when he got clear he, he sort of reeled them in quickly but i thought that's a pretty good form reference 
For this race, we're out of carnival time in Brisbane, just benchmark 70 competition. And I thought he put the writing on the wall at Doombin last start, Andrew, when he, he got back a little further than I thought and then encountered traffic problems in the home straight. He wound up eight behind Strapasi. A few of these that he raced against that day are lining up against him again tomorrow, but I think he might be the way to go this time. Jake Malloy knows him well. He'll claim three. I'm hoping he can position a little bit closer and gets clear running. He likes firm tracks, so I reckon he's a great each-way play. Race seven, number five, Traporti. Race seven, number five. So you're three for Eagle Farm, race two, four, race three, five, race seven, five. And uh, must thank uh, you and David a couple of weeks ago with uh, Iron Grace there, the Scott Morrissey camp. It was uh, very handy and very timely when that horse won. And, gee, Scotty Morrissey was back at it again during the week with tarps. Yeah, the stable's going particularly well. And he had a horse in last Saturday. Its name just escapes me for the moment. He had a horse in uh, recently... Um, I'll find its name and send it to you because it's worth keeping in mind. No clear running. It won a, a trial there at the Gold Coast by a big space and then turned up sort of a little bit out of his depth last Saturday. Luna something, um, but had no clear running whatsoever in the home straight. And then we saw tarps on Wednesday. So it is a stable, Scott Morrissey stable, hot to trot at the moment for sure. Lumens Lenny was the one. That's it. That's yep. it. Yep. Mark it down for next time. Will do. And, of course, you're back on with David in the morning. Yeah, look forward to that. Thank you, Brownie. Thank you, Michael. Michael Maxworthy is early look there, uh, recapping race two, number four, race three, number five, race seven, number five, on with the uh, Eagle Farm preview with David Fowler in the morning. Now let's turn our attention to uh, Sydney. A very elegant day, of course, uh, seeing Storm Boy resuming, as we've been discussing throughout the morning. And a very good morning to uh, Ray Hickson. Good morning, Ray. How are you? Yeah, morning, Andrew. Um, yeah, a lot of tension on Storm Boy uh, uh, tomorrow, and, and rightly so, being the Golden Slipper favourite. But geez, he's short. Too short for you? <laughs> Wait for the slipper. Oh, look, you know. He, well, he, if he, he wins he, tomorrow, he, doesn't he even shorten up for the slipper? What was he? He's about two dollars eighty, I think. For the I slipper. don't think he can shorten too much, but you know, recency bias usually does happen when it comes to these markets. So he probably will come in a tick or two, particularly if he puts a couple of lengths on them. But I mean, when you're a dollar thirty here, he's, he's clearly expected to win the race. So. You know, there's no surprise. It's not like he's going to do something that the market wasn't expecting um, by, by winning the race. So, um, look, I'd be disappointed if he if he firms too much for the slipper because, you know, he might draw 16. Mm. No qualms from Adrian Butt when I spoke to him this morning and uh, just looking forward to him resuming the trial. It needed a good yeah. hit out, of course, after the Magic Me. And so, yeah, uh, plenty of discussion around uh, race four, number one, Storm Boy. But he's not forgetting Prost. He expects him to run a good race as well mm. uh, there. But, I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure he'll appear in a few multis through the day, though. Oh, most definitely. It's Nicole Thomas, <laughs> just indicated from the tab. We'll get your quadrilla selections in the morning as well. But you're going uh, starting off earlier than that with race number three. Yeah, we'll start off with the highway. Um, look, as I'm sure you, you've alluded to, there's a lot of favourites here at Ramwick uh, tomorrow that look very hard to beat. So just looking for something with a little bit more price. Uh, number number two, Perennial. He's had three starts for three wins. And I did speak to Aaron Bullock uh, yesterday. He loves this horse. He's a, um, you know, it's been by design. He's been kept at the 900 metres so far in his three starts. He's just a horse with still a little bit to learn, but he's very strong at the finish as he's shown at the end of all three wins, particularly last start at Newcastle, um, where he was very heavily supported and, and just towed them up in a benchmark 64. So going to a highway 1,000, there's good speed in this race. 
he should be settling, you know, probably about fifth, sixth, seventh in that field, and and he'll be very, very hard to hold out. Um, and then Aaron Bullock will jump in the car and head up to Newcastle to ride uh, the favourite in the provincial midway qualifier in, in the last. So it could be a big day for him, and I think um, it'll be worth the trip because I think Perennial's going to be very hard to beat. Race three, number two. In the familiar Arrowfield, uh, Carlos Edler back and gold for Paul Massara, Leah Gavrinich there. Race three at number two. Currently they're at $4 on tab. Then we're off to the sweet embrace, race six. Yeah, look, um, I marked Manal number one as the, the best of the day. Uh, she's just still in the black odds, I, I think. And look, her run behind Lady of Camelot in the win was outstanding. They were negative from from barrier six of seven. The winner led them up, controlled the race. She did run along a bit and ran fast time, but they were running fast time on that day anyway. Um, and she was a bit of a drifter in betting there, Manal, but she still hit the line strongly. I say she's a lot fitter for that. The race sets up beautifully for her. She has drawn barrier six again, but at six of a field of 13 at the moment instead of a field of seven. So I'd imagine she'll be in that first half, stalking the speed, and I think she can run herself into the golden slipper picture somewhat um, by winning the Sweden race, race six, number one. Race six, number one. Yes, yeah, still black and white there at $2.15. But again, Nicole Thomas reporting a lot of money for number one, Manal. And so we'll get your quadrilla selections in the morning. Obviously, with the very elegant, the surround and the guy, Walter. But then you're going to the Liverpool City Cup, race number 10. Yeah, I had a, a little bit of a thought about this race. And um, the two favourites, Cole Crusher and Winchat, are very similar types of horses. Uh, I've settled on Cole Crusher number two because I think that Tyler Schiller knows this horse really well and will ride him similarly to how he rode the horse in the expressway uh, a couple of weeks ago. He let Malkovich lead that race and followed him, got over the top of Malkovich, but had King of Sparta following him. He was just able to get over the top of him. I see Winchat drawn outside Cole Crusher. I think Tyler will let Winchat lead, stalk him, and look to get over the top of him late. Um, Cole Crusher, he was really good in that hunter which has turned out to be quite a strong race. And he was tackling some of the, the, the better horses, better sprinters in the spring. I think he's come back well. We haven't seen the blinkers on him yet, but I think the way this race looks like it's going to map, I think Cole Crusher can play the stalker and be just that little bit too strong late, even though he's giving seven kilos to, to the up-and-comer win chat. So look, we'll go race 10, number two. Hopefully they don't get into a big speed battle because if they do, Andrew, that'll, that'll just go right mm-hmm. out the window and it'll set itself up for something to to blouse them all from behind. But I don't think Tyler will let that happen on Cold Crusher. I think he knows he's on a horse that is just that little bit versatile, whereas I think we've seen Winchat at the moment be that little bit more one-dimensional. Every time he's led, he's won. This is the hardest uh, race he's come up against. So, yeah, race 10, number two, Cold Crusher, happy with him. Race 10, number two. We saw a race during the week, I think, where there was a speed battle in front, wasn't it? I think mm. it was yeah. uh, At Rose Hill, yeah, there was... Um, it, I think it was the last race at Rose Hill yeah. on, on Wednesday. There were... There were uh, a couple of guys who didn't want to give up the lead. and Yeah, Cadet Ship's up. race. Mm. Yeah, mm. bless Cadet Ship. I did find him in that <laughs> race. But, um, you know, it doesn't always work out perfectly, uh, particularly for a horse like Cadet Ship, who, you know, is a bit of a Goldilocks horse. He's got some ability, but does need races to pan out perfectly for him, and, and it did that on Wednesday. Mm. So, yeah, look, I mean, you, can, you know, you can do all the work trying to work out how a race is run, but, you know, horses are not machines. They, um, they do have minds of their own, and... Um, yeah, that, that's, that's part of the great game, as we call it. Absolutely. Look forward to hearing your Quadrilla selections in the morning, Ray, and I'll recap your, your selections in a moment. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew.
Ray Hickson from Racing New South Wales and race three, number two, uh, Perennial. Race six, number one, Manal. And race 10 at number two, Cold Crusher. And uh, as I said, with no uh, Tasmania on the weekend, let's head to uh, South Australia. And uh, man, we're here regularly, of course, on a uh, Monday. Ben Scadden uh, joining me this morning. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Andrew, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, very well for this uh, Friday morning in the uh, chair while Steve Hill, of course, has a uh, trip to uh, across the ditch and uh, multiple parks, of course, as we uh, count down to the Adelaide Cup Carnival. Yeah, not too far away at all, the Cup. Um, yeah, going to be an interesting race, it always is. But, um, yeah, first focus is uh, on the uh, the parks track, as you said, tomorrow at Morpherville. And, uh, again, I'll... Nicole Thomas, uh, selecting or saying there's money support here for one of your, or your first selection, race four, number four, Bristler. Yeah, he's a nice horse, Bristler, very nice horse, trained by Gordon Richards and Damien Moyle. Gordon's had a lot of success with progeny of this man over the years. Um, she virtually never misses. She's been, a, been an absolute goldmine for connections, that mare, and I think Bristler is almost as good as any of them. He's, uh, he's only had the nine starts, one, three, five placings, um, they space his runs, so he generally runs... Well, he seems to do his best when he's kept relatively fresh. So we haven't seen him since February 9, so um, three weeks ago, and that was a win at the uh, over one of those 955-metre races at Mooney Valley. So he's a quick horse. Um, he led and just held on that, that night. And I think um, here from Barrier 5, Lockie Nindorf has got, got a few options. Look, I think he'll settle up on the speed. said so he's a good quality horse. He's got a good record on the parks track. He's a... He's a, a winner and um, and two placings from his three goes around the parks. Yeah, I think he's in, isn't absolutely at his best. Now that he's broken through for a win this preparation, I reckon he can go on with it tomorrow, Bristler. Race four, number four. And the following race, again, and uh, I don't know if you're following Nicole's money or Nicole's following your money, but uh, <laughs> race five, number 11, Charm Slinger. They're from the high end camp. Also support there. Well. Mm. Yeah, right. So I wouldn't... I wasn't surprised that Bristol's been well supported. I thought Charm Slinger was a, a slightly more left field option, but um, it seems a few others are on the same boat. Look, he gets in, gets in with um, 52 kilos here, which is obviously you know a good option for him. He's racing really well. I thought the run behind Dual Fuel was uh, was very solid. Uh, that was on February three. Um, yeah, it's a good consistent horse. Fair to say he doesn't win out of turn. In fact, he's only won twice from 35 starts. So you are rolling the dice in terms of his ability to actually win a race. But he's been racing very well for John Hyme, been, been consistent. He's put in a few very solid runs here. The, um, the 1950 is the, is the right trip for him. I think the 2,000 metres, I think, is, is spot on for him. Alana Lewis is a, a good quality young apprentice. Um, look, this horse will settle probably in the second half of the field, I expect, from Barrier 8. But he'll be very strong late. Um, yeah, I think he's got a, got a good, um, good winning chance and yeah, be very surprised if he's not a, at least in the first three. All right, that is uh, race five, number 11. And like race four, you're going for the uh, Richards and Moyle camp here in race eight, number one, Mike Khalifa. Yeah, they've got a couple of runners in this tapping for par, for par down the bottom as well. But Mike Khalifa, I think he's one that kind of fl um, flies under the radar a little bit. He's actually a, a really nice quality horse with a, with a very solid record. Um, he's run some good races against quality opposition. Um, the third in the city of Marion... Um, a week ago behind Snapped and Grinzinger Prince was was really good. He got a long way back. It was tough to make ground, but he was really sort of late. They got home in 34-10. He, um, he made up, up a stack of ground that day. Drawn beautifully here, Barrier 3, Maggie Collar on board. She claims the two kilos, so he'll be carrying 58. 
Um, yeah, he's just a nice quality horse. And again, he's got a good record on the Parks track as well. 11 starts, 6 wins, 2 placings. Track and distance, if you have a look there, 7 starts on the Parks over the um, 1,400 metres for 5 wins and a place and a second placing. So absolute smack bang on for, uh, for track and distance for this horse. Yeah, I think he's racing very, very well. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be shocked if he's not right there at the finish. Race 8, number 1. Thanks for that, Ben. Enjoy your day at Waffle Parks uh, on Saturday. Thanks very much, Andrew. There he is, Ben Scadden, of course, back with uh, Press Room and uh, Black Bookers on Monday as well.